You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is a Wednesday, and this is the first edition of Restore the Floor, a podcast based on the Detroit Pistons, and some other NBA issues. I'm Stoney. He's Evan Jenkins. What's up, Ev? How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm just glad we can talk about anything other than what happened on Saturday night right now. Uh, You're right. And and you know what else? I'm very happy that I am breaking my podcast virginity. I've never hosted a podcast before. Wow, look at me. Yes, you're my first, Ev. That's unbelievable. (laughs) I'll I'll take pride in that one. (laughs) On my old bit, it's going to say Stoney's first podcast. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But no, I mean, I thought that this was going to be an exciting year for the Pistons, Mm -hmm. so why not talk about them? Yes. Obviously, they haven't gotten to the start that after, you know, game one against Orlando that we thought maybe we were going to get to see Mm -hmm. because um, we had even joked, and I texted you, because on the air you mentioned, can they keep a team under 120 points? Right. It was 119. Then you text me back. You go, nope, they added a point. It was 120. Oh, yeah, that wasn't even that game. That was uh, (laughs) another game. But it was funny because the early part of that game, I was there at Little Caesar Arena, and the place was jumping. Uh, And I was behind, standing behind the basket, and they were getting killed like in the first five minutes. I said, man, we have to start doing mock drafts in our first podcast, and we're not going to go there yet at at all. all. Uh, I don't know. What what did people expect from this team this year? To me, I expected them to be fun to watch, exciting on the floor, continued development of the young players, and that's about it. I didn't ex- I don't expect them to make the play in tournament. I just wanted to see a good young team getting better. And I know it sounds lion-esque, but this has been a a restore. That's what we're calling it, you know, restore the floor like Troy Weaver said and it's going to take more th- than one year. <laughs> exactly. And I think I think my my biggest highest expectation was just to kind of be floating around there for the play in tournament mm-hmm. at the end of the season and i also wanted to see like you said the improvement of the young guys um some people might say that i was hard on cade cunningham because i don't know if cade cunningham is ever going to be a 30 point a night guy now no. this year he has shown he can score a lot more you know he's averaging other- 23 a game right now right and and to me, to me, Evan Jenkins, that's a superstar in this league is when you can go out any given night and drop 30 on a team, yes. right? There's a lot of guys, I think last year, and I'm just ballparking here, it was around 90 guys that averaged 20 points a game in the NBA. That's a lot of dudes, mm-hmm. right? Or right around 20 points a game. Right. Um, but what I've seen from Cade this year is a little bit more confidence. Not necessarily that the shots are falling right, right now. But he's more confident to take those shots. I, 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 absolutely. Look, he got off to a crappy start. He couldn't oh, yeah. hit anything. And now, you know, the last few games, he's been incredible. He's shooting 45% from the floor. Right. I mean, you can't, you really can't ask for more than that. I know that they said they worked on his three point shot to get off a quicker release in the NBA, which you need. And, and, and then that's good. But I am happy with the progress that I have seen so far out of him through, what, eight games? I mean, it's a very, very small sample size. Right. The other night, the first game in Milwaukee where he, you know, had two chances uh, to make big shots and he didn't. 
but he took the big shots. Right, and, and, and that will come. I mean, yeah. hell, think about LeBron James when he started. I'm not comparing him to LeBron James. No, I James, don't, yes. But the knock on him was he was too passive with that. Right. He didn't want Remember it. Remember that playoff at the Palace where he had a shot, he passed it to Danielle Marshall, and he missed it. You know, LeBron's afraid to shoot. Right, but at Kate's least not. you got a dog when it comes to that, and that's great. Um, Sadiq Bay, I'm not saying I'm concerned, but... It, He's just not consistent enough. And I... He might be what he is. Like, is has he reached his ceiling? And if he has, that's fine, right? Because at any given night, he can go off and, and be straight up an assassin from the three-point line. But I want to see more out of Sadiq. You know, that's going to be a guy. I mean, when his contract's up, Stoney, he's going to be a $90 million guy, don't you think? Maybe. He's only shooting, what, 33% from the field heading into uh, Wednesday night's game with Milwaukee. And from the, you know, that's from three from the field. He's still shooting 45%, which is not bad. He's just been, he's had really good games. He's had crappy games. Right. Isaiah Stewart, I think, listen, he's going to be a consistent dude down on the block, right? Yes. Um, The fact that he's developed a three-point shot that he's willing to take. Oh, he made, when he made that one game, oh, man, it was great. That's nails, right? You want to see that out of your NBA players, that they can hit that shot. So I'm impressed with them. Killian Hayes. It hasn't really materialized still. I mean, he's. I think he's better at distributing the ball so far coming off the bench. His defense is a little better, but the shot is still – it's just not there. And, and I think that's confidence more than anything else because he's getting the shots. But, you know, oh, they're you, there. you can't survive in this league when you are shooting 17% from the field. Yeah, I that's mean, that's no good. And, no. And, and listen, I don't ever – not like he was on a podium begging to be drafted number seven overall. Correct. If that's that's a second round dude, you're like, I, we found something here right. that we can develop. The right. problem is he was seven overall in Troy Weaver's first draft, and I understand, you know, he could become a nice piece off the bench. And and many many players. I mean, Rajon Rondo could never really shoot the basketball, but he's one hell of a. Oh, point he's a great guard, player. Yeah, right. I, I don't think I'm not I, saying he can develop into that, no. but if you can. See your role and be a facilitator. Take the shot when it's there for you. You know what he is right now? He's kind of Tum Tum there, right? He can handle the ball, yeah. but you don't really want him shooting it, do no, you? No, no. Um, so there's that. Jaden Ivey, yes. I mean, how can you not be impressed by him? He is so fast. He's fearless. Now, look, we knew he's going to make a lot of rookie mistakes, turnovers, things like that. Yeah, whatever. Caught. But, man, you could understand why they drafted him. He he is he is uh, pedal to the metal all the time, and I love it. I mean, okay, so you watch some games like we we all watched him when he was with Purdue, being mm-hmm. in you know Big Ten country, and he looks out of control, but he'll make these layups that are crazy to me, and I love that he'll start with the right, finish with the left. He's fast as hell. I like to say he looks like a young. Like a John ja Morant type dude that is just yeah. Quick as hell. I'm not saying he is no, I Ja because Ja is guy's a better sh- outside shot, and he's just a, he's a different breed of basketball yeah. player. Ja is just yeah, he's a he's fr- one of the, he's a freak. You know what he is? He's one of those dudes that you pay money to go see, right? Every right. time people aren't paying money to see Jay Nivey yet. No, but I think him and Cade, and I also like him running the point more so than Cade because. The, the point guard spot is there for Chris Paul for right. like limited players all, nowadays. Old guys, yeah, old guy point guard. The way I grew up with point guards, used to, it's the game's completely changed. I think though the the biggest thing 
about this team that has stunned me, and I knew he was good, but it's Bogdanovich. I mean, he's like money, number one. He's like a assistant coach on the court. He's he awesome. always seems to do the right thing. And, you know, when they got him, I said, oh, yeah, it makes sense. You got a guy who can shoot. There's a lot of teams out there are going to need shooters at the deadline, teams that are contenders, you know, the Lakers for one, if they ever got their crap together and, you know, just because they have nobody who can shoot from the outside. <laughs> Did you see how they celebrated their first win? Um, it's embarrassing. Yeah. Come on, LeBron. That's I mean, embarrassing, dude. I, I know. But he, and then they, so they, you know, they up him with the extension. And it, Good you know, deal, too, by the way. A really good deal. And actually, in a weird way, it does make him maybe even more marketable in a trade because then you got it's him. not a rental. You can maybe get more for him. But still, he's really good. He's a pro's pro. He's not that old. And, yes, I mean, it's, it's a cliche all the time. They say, Ev, you know, you need veterans. Only. You do. No, and not only do you need vets, but you need shooters. <laughs> yes, and in this, this league. Dude, I mean— he gets his own shot. Mm-hmm. He comes off screens unbelievably well. And it's like... Well, the proof in the pudding was the other night when the Pistons, when Cade took the three, because they doubled Bogdanovich. And and it's awesome. I mean, well, I think I mentioned it to you. I'm like, you you he's the best player on the Pistons right now, in my opinion. I agree. He is the best player. And I said, but I don't think he's... A player that the Pistons could spend a hundred million dollars no. on long term. No, so and so when like, I saw the news over the weekend that they got him for a two year extension for thirty nine million dollars, I'm good. like, awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Troy knows what he's doing. But now you saw Noel played the other night. You can get him in more. That's just a defensive presence. Oh, I right? know. I mean, did you see the one? He, he took a weird, a weird ass looking shot that he, had no chance. That's a weird kid. I mean, when he was at Kentucky his freshman year, you thought you were looking at like Kenyon Martin when he, he was, was with Cincinnati. He was the first one in the process in Philly. He was the guy. He started it. I know it's so good because <laughs> you know what I think about the process. I know. I thought well, it was always well, a joke. Well, one of the next uh, podcasts when we're on video, I'll wear my sweatshirt for everybody that you know. So like, good. I trust the process. <laughs> and I just, I just think eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential, and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love. You transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. That that kind of depth. I mean, we haven't seen Marvin Bagley out there. That's I mean, a key, that's a key thing. I mean, not that he's a great rebounder, but that's the that's the biggest problem. Oh, they, the Pistons still have two huge problems. Well, defense. Number to one me is, is defense yeah. is number one, and number two is is rebounding. Now, statistically, they are 16th in the league, so middle of the pack. But it always seems, especially the other teams are getting second and third chance chances against outs. the Pistons, and it's, and it's they're just not big enough. No, especially when Durant, you know, Durant, you know, I don't know when he's coming coming back, but he got shaken up a little bit. When he's not in the game, I mean, Stewart, can, a, Stewart can get rebounds, but he's not big enough. No, he he's not. And that's what and, you need Noel for, and he's and he's averaging ten a game. I mean, rebound Stewart is, and and I mean, it's nice, but yes. you need more dudes averaging eight and seven rebounds as well to go with him. Correct, and and. The thing that sucks about Bagley is you can see the talent is there all around. This mm-hmm. kid is a flat-out hooper, but his body just fails him, and you always got to feel bad for dudes like that. I know. Like Derrick Rose. I, I I felt so bad for him because there's there's not, like I said about Ja, he was a guy I would go pay to watch. Derrick Rose was that guy with the Bulls. Mm-hmm. And working in a media member at the Palace, we got insane seats, right? That kid... From baseline to baseline was the fastest I had ever seen. And then you see his knees fail on him. And it, now he's rejuvenated his career, which is unbelievable. But that's. And he, you know what? <laughs> not, not to go back in time, he was good here. He was Derek great. Derek Rose here. was good here. Yeah, because he was a, a vet. You know what he is, too? He's a vet that's willing to teach younger dudes. Correct. And that's very impressive in today's NBA where it seems like a lot of dudes are out for themselves. They're out for those $140 million contracts, so on and so forth. But even when you're on a crap team like the Pistons were when he was here, he was still willing to realize, hey, my career is going to go on past this, so I can't be a D-bag here, yeah. and I can teach these young kids something. Right. When, now, when Bagley comes back, that'll strengthen the bench a little bit because the bench is a little squirrely. I mean, you know, I, Diallo's played pretty well the last couple of games, but uh, Corey Joseph hasn't given him much right now. He plays a lot of minutes. Yeah. Duran obviously, is exciting. He's, hurt. He's so raw. Oh, I know, but that's okay. I that mean, is it, okay. It, it, I'd rather him get his you know chops now than with the crews, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. There's, there's that, no reason that he should ever be in the G League unless he's rehabbing. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, the, the, their their bench is, is a problem. Um, Isaiah Livers is okay. He's, 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 he's okay. Right, he's okay. I, 
For this, and, and, and maybe he develops. For this team, he's okay. I'm going to be biased. I didn't like him in college because of where he played. But the kid can flat For out For those shoot. of you who are just listening to this uh, podcast, uh, Evan is a major, major Michigan State fan, which is great. But, but he I, hates Michigan. But I can also identify when Michigan has I good basketball. I know. Yes, you do. Hell, I'll give you that. When Hunter credit. Dickinson came in as a freshman, I went on the radio. You and said he was going to be a lottery be a pick. pick. No, know. I said top five. Right. Not even lottery. <laughs> yeah. Because he might I, not, He might actually play four years. It's crazy because I thought he had the skill set. Iggy Bradzakis, when he came in, I was like, that kid is legit. I wish I had him. Isaiah Livers is a kid where consistency, I think, is his biggest fault to where – there's games he'll hit you six threes, and mm-hmm. they will look phenomenal. I think he plays very well on the defensive side of the ball. But what I've just from what I've watched, it's only on TV. I haven't been there live yet, but I'd rather watch it on TV because you can see more. Is their pick and roll defense is so bad it's right so now? Bad. But that goes with what you were saying is the size, right? Yeah. They get mismatched on any pick and roll, and that's what the NBA has become. It, it's one on one and pick and rolls. Yeah, and, and they they don't switch quickly enough. No, they, 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 they're slow defensively, which is odd because they're not a slow team on offense, right? Not at all. And it, 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 it's almost like your partner in the morning, John Jansen, talked about Aiden Hutchinson being too mechanical with stuff. Right. It seems like they're too mechanical where they don't want to make that mistake, which is weird because I don't really see D- Dwayne Casey being the coach that sees a mistake like that and he's going to yank you. You know, that's it's not Tom Izzo no, out there. Right. He's gonna let you go and play through your mistakes. Which you should with young players. Absolutely. And and that's the only the only knock that I have on him on that defensive end is tightening that up. And obviously everybody in the facility at LCA knows more about basketball than I do. But that's just what I'm seeing. But hey, the fact that they're scoring a hundred points, they're not it's not like they're under that. I mean there's reason to be hopeful. You know, yeah. you, we haven't really seen Alec Burke yet. Exactly. Burks is a, you talk about the bench being a problem. He's really good coming off the bench, hit some threes. You know, if Bogdanovich obviously needs some time to rest. Yeah, Burks, he's still hurt. I didn't realize he was damaged goods when, when they got him. But, you know, he was somebody, he's another guy that you think maybe at the deadline a team that needs a shooter. Absolutely. He'll go there. All right. So they've played eight games, they're two and six. More important, Evan. In these eight games, they've worn four different jerseys, I think, right? White, blue, the uh, DET, the one in the black, and, of course, they've worn, worn the teal twice. The teal is like I was watching with my wife. She goes, I still don't want I said, you know what? I like them. It's, I like them. The fact that they're, you know, what, 10, 12 times a year, whatever they're going to Yeah, but don't do it back-to-back. Yeah, Span it out. That, I was was, like, that was kind of weird. I was like, damn, they're doing it twice. Um you know I'm a uniform geek. Yeah. Um, when those came out and Grant Hill played, what, what was it, 95 or 96? Yeah. So I'm a 12, 13-year-old kid. The only thing I wanted for Christmas that year was the white, teal Grant Hill jersey. You like the white one? but I did. I loved it more I, so. You know which ones I like? Because it was home. That's Ma- why. I like the maroon one. The maroon one was sweet, but I always attached it to my teen cleaves, and oh, that okay. hurts a okay. little bit. <laughs> um, but... I think it looks sweet. The, the black one looks really cool. The only thing I I get a kick out of, a lot of Pistons fans should not get a kick out of, is that those uniforms are like an ode to the, the bad boys' warm-ups, right? right? That's what the stripes are from. But then you put a Jordan logo on it. I'm I like, know. Really? And I get that's an NBA thing. I know. But to me, it is so ironic that 
the player that those teams hated more than anything, probably more than their ex-wives, right. more than anything in the world. Could you ima- can you imagine if the league had a uh, a rule like they're like all the teams are retiring number six for Bill yeah, Russell? Yeah. Can you imagine because of how great Jordan was? They decided like Miami, the Miami Heat. Oh yeah, have that number was the first reti- number that they retired, which makes no freaking sense. But a, I think Minnesota did too. Could you imagine if Adam Silver said, "Yeah, because Michael Jordan's been so great that every team." We'll retire and you'll put up a banner. Well, okay. And maybe I, I, there's no way that could happen here. Stoney, maybe I'm naive and you can answer this better than me, but if they did it for Bill Russell, I understand with the activism and everything like that, they're mm-hmm. gonna do it with Michael Jordan. Eventually. If they can put up a I'm Bill Russell when he Jordan, dies. Yeah. If they because if they can put up a Bill Russell thing in Philadelphia where Julius also wore number six. Or even in L.A. where, you LeBron know. LeBron wore six. And they, yeah. It's crazy to me. But, so, I mean, it, it, it's, listen, I'm excited for the season. So, what, we got tonight, Wednesday night, 8 o'clock. Milwaukee. That again. back-to-back. You like what the NBA is doing it. with it? I hate it. It's weird. I hate it as a fan. because I don't want to see the same team twice. Right, let's say you're a season ticket holder. Yeah, why okay. do I want to go see? Why do, I, why do I want to see the same team twice? No, it's cool when it's Giannis, Giannis, but when it's like Trey well, Young, Trey Young, not like, even because if I want to see Giannis, I'd like to see him, you know, in November and then in March. Yeah, okay, well, I get th- that's it. That's my biggest problem with it. You know, um, and those little things as you'll find out during the podcast, folks, piss me off more than anything. Little things. You're a betting guy. Let's, yes. let's take a look at it. What oh. Let's see. So the Pistons are getting eleven and a half. Are they covered? Well, I thought last. <laughs> I thought Monday night they were going to get blown out because they, they were coming up. Two. They were coming off the back to back with a really nice winner, Golden State, uh, and the line I think was twelve and a half, and they obviously covered. Uh, I don't know. I, if I had to bet, I'd bet on Milwaukee tonight. What's okay. the over under? Because the Pistons—that's the key. So that's what I was just going to ask you. Two twenty-three. Wouldn't you just take that over? Yes. Easy, yeah. Because if if the Pistons aren't playing bad def, if the play if Pistons play decent defense, they're still going to give up 110, 115, right? Okay, so maybe this is why. So last time they played, it was two eighteen. Okay, that was what the total was. But then the games before that, the Pistons gave up one hundred and twenty eight, one hundred thirty six, right. one hundred eighteen, Yes, I, I would recommend taking the over tonight. All right, I like it. So we will be back Thursday. Yes. We're going to talk about the game. Hopefully, yes. a win. Right, and and we'll and we'll get into some other NBA issues and things like that. We'll have guests throughout the podcast. It's going to be fun. You yeah, know? We're, we're not going to sit and break down actual every single play and go X's and O's. We want to have fun with no, this. No, and we just wanted to set the tone of what we saw. You know, we, we I know we're starting eight games into the year, so there's only quick Mac, quick Mac, seventy four more left. Yes. Um. So you're going to hear a lot from us about the NBA. So subscribe, download. Like, tweet at Stony Sixteen. Let him know how how great his uh, <laughs> Springsteen on Broadway, even though you can't see it. Yes. By the way, okay. So last thing, I know this doesn't have to do with Pistons. That's okay. Out of one to ten, how was Bruce Springsteen's interview with Howard Stern? It was about an eight. Okay. And especially okay. if you didn't know stuff about him, I'd be interested for you to listen to it. Okay. So I only, I saw a little clip this morning right. when I woke up, and Howard said it's the first time you ever made me cry. On radio. I know the Thunder Road. Yeah. That does that song make you cry? No. Okay. No. Whatever. It must be the meaning behind it or whatever. But yes, subscribe, like Apple, Spotify, everywhere you get your podcast. The Odyssey app, of course. Yes, and it is called Restore the Floor.